0: Good morning, everyone. Lots of quizzes today, surveys and all that stuff. That's what happens, I guess, when one of your pastors used to teach high school. Loves to give out pop quizzes. So here's another one. Um, how many of you have two or more children? Who has two or more children? Good, we've got enough to ask the questions then. <clears throat> the question is, how many of you have been surprised by how different they are from one another? Okay. Good. Okay. Most of you. Um, How many of you are not surprised, but they are very different from one another? Maybe that's a better question. Okay. Good. Now, here's the deal. What do you think causes the differences between your children? Is it one, radically different upbringings that you gave them? You had one, and then you changed philosophies, and then you tried to hold different set of stuff on the other one, and you got different kids. Or two, uh, do you, did it seem like it was something inborn in them from the time you brought them home, something was different? Now, how many think the changes, your children, you feel like was probably because they had different upbringings, one, or two, if you think it was more, seemed to come from inside them. Well, let's see some hands. Ones or twos, ones or twos, ones or, okay, all, almost all twos. Almost all twos. There seems to be ways we are created that determine who we are, that, Things that come more from our Heavenly Father even than they come from our earthly parents because they try to be fair and do it all the same and get radically different results. Listen to this. Twins, both of whom were named Jim, were identical twins born in 1940 and separated shortly after birth. They exemplify the incredible power of nature and being a twin. They were separated until 1979 when they were 39 years old and became part of the extensive study of twins called the Minnesota Twin Family Study, section Twins Reared Apart. Their parallel lives were widely publicized. Here's a breakdown of the similar, how similar their lives were. Both Jims were six feet tall and 180 pounds, which isn't terribly surprising being identical twins. They both had a dog and named it Toy. Both Jims married women named Linda (laughs) and then divorced them, and both remarried women named Betty. Each had a son and named them James. They both liked to leave messages for their wives around their homes. They both drove pale blue Chevrolets. They both smoked Salems. They were both part-time sheriffs. They both drank Miller Lite. There seems to be things in us, and who knows how much, that are part of our genetics, part of our creation as a person. You were given things by God. Even, apparently, your choice of beer and cigarettes (laughs) You were given things by God that make you who you are. We can also tell through human history that God has made us for the church because as irritating as we all could probably agree the church is at times, uh, it seems that for 2,000 years, people all over the world, through all time, all people of all races and all different languages and all different income levels and all different backgrounds and all different personality types have over and over again come together together because of some internal call to create something to serve one another and called it the church, to accomplish something we believe, we believe God is calling us to. So what do you bring from your God-given makeup to this church family called Lakeland Community Church? What do you bring? We do these surveys. Everyone says we do them every year. We only do them every other year. So everybody's like, oh, these again? It's like, Come on, it's been two years. Um, and our old survey two years ago says, that when, what do you bring to this church that half of you don't know? That you come each week, you worship, you listen to teaching. Maybe after service you chat with a few people in the lobby, but only maybe. Most, for, for, for most of you, a little over half, the mission of God is happening all around you in a flurry of energy and activity that you have no idea how to join. That's what we want to fix this morning. No one will be lost. And no one would be left out and no one disconnected and no one missing out on what God has made you for. This is why you came to church, whether you knew it or not, to be who God made you to be. So how do you discover who that is? There are several places in the Bible where God brings together these two pictures. One is that He has built certain things into your makeup and who you are. And the other is that He has made you for the church. And there are several scriptures that says God brings these two things together. So I want to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7-11. through And anything you see up there in bold type, I'd actually like us to read it out loud all together. So let's start this passage together. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Now, I'll speed along here for a minute. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. To the same spirit, uh, uh, sorry, the same spirit gives great faith to another and to someone else, the spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. I went to church as a a kid and never heard that verse. I didn't know God did that sort of thing, and I certainly didn't know that it's mentioned a few times in the Bible. Let's go over to Romans 12. We'll start out again together, verses six to eight. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. on this way of thinking about ministry. In chapter 4 of 1 Peter, verses uh, 10 through 12, we'll start again together. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ, all glory and power to him, forever and ever. Amen. I wonder which gifts God has given to you. Who here has some idea? You've done this sort of thing before. You have some idea of the spiritual gifts God has given you to build the church. Who are you? And you know something about this. All right. For how many of you, is this something relatively new? You don't know precisely what we're talking about. Or if God has given you a spiritual gift for serving the church, what that might be. Who's kind of in that... In that sphere, all right. We're gonna do some exercises this morning to see if we can get closer to finding out what gifts God might have placed inside of you. So if you remember from your college or high school days, today is not lecture, today is lab. I always liked lab better. You get to get in and get your hands dirty. You get to cut something up or blow something up or you know, you get to do something with what you're learning. And so we're gonna get our hands dirty. So you have in your... Uh, in your uh, program today, a piece of paper that looks like this. Got a bunch of type on one side, but on this side it's got blanks and letters. So take this out, and this is gonna be an important part of our lab uh, pop pop quiz. I guess we're doing another one, so here we go. Have this out and uh, and something to write with. We're gonna do some imagining. So uh, imagine the church, this church, is gonna start a whole new worship service for people who can't or won't come to this worship service. Now, in your mind, you can imagine it to be anything you want. You can imagine it's a service that's going to be for third shift workers, or it's going to be for Spanish speakers, or it's going to be for bikers, or any group you can imagine. It's going to be, but it's going to be a different team that runs this service. It's going to be in a different place. It's going to be at a different time. It's going to reach new people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Now, as you think about that, uh, some of you instantly no, uh, startup ministries need funding. And, and you think, I can give that. It's going to take more than the normal 10% to start something new. It always does. And, and, and you're thinking, I could rearrange things so I could be able to give that and get this thing off the ground. If that's likely to be you, if that's the way you tend to think about ministry and the way you tend to participate, circle F. Others of you instantly know, this sort of thing needs Prayer. Give me the names of the people who are going to be involved in this ministry and the needs that they have, and I'll begin immediate and ongoing prayer for this ministry. If that's the way you think about it, and as I say that, you think, yep, that is what I would do, circle I. Some of you are thinking, I just wish this example was real because it's something new and it's something different. It's different people, a new church, maybe even reaching out to a new culture. It's ministry from the ground up in a totally new environment. I gravitate toward that type of thing. It charges me up, it does not frighten me. If that's likely to be you and your way of thinking right now, circle L. Now some of you know if I get involved in this, here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna be meeting some new people And I'll be sitting around talking with them somewhere, maybe at the, wherever this happens, maybe at their house, maybe at my house, maybe at Starbucks. And I'll be telling them the story of Jesus Christ and what he's done. And somewhere during that conversation, they will become followers of Jesus themselves. I don't know how to explain it, but that's usually what happens when I'm around. If that's you, circle in. Others of you are taking a deep breath because you're getting yourself ready, because you know to start a new thing is filled with all kinds of energy and excitement, but the real miracle happens in the long-term relationships of investment and care. Walking with people through their life is usually what you do. Probably you're doing it right now in this congregation. You guide a small handful of people, but you know them well. If that's likely to be you in ministry, circle O. Some of you are asking, who's going to be preaching in this new venture uh, you know, because I got a series in mind that if you tell me who we're trying to reach, I could probably come up with illustrations, stories that would help them understand the gospel in their context from where they're coming from. If you think you could do something like that, you would gravitate toward that circle P. Some of you know the Lord may use you in, in a mystical way, maybe just in your own prayer time, maybe during worship, but in a way where you speak words of a language known only to God. And you know that if it happens in worship, more than likely, someone else will be present who can interpret those words, and it comes out as a miraculous sign and communication from God. If you're likely to be the person speaking those words, circle W. And if you're likely to be the one who interprets those in a worship context, circle you. Now, right now, about a third of you have circled something, and you're one step closer to knowing who God made you to be in His church. So we'll put these up and just write down the ones next to what you circled. If it was F, that's the gift of giving. I, intercessory prayer. L, apostleship. N, evangelism. O, shepherding. P, teaching. U, the interpretation of tongues. And W, speaking in tongues. Let's try another exercise. Let's imagine something different. Let's imagine that this church is going is to uh, be opening a birthing center, a birthing center for women and girls who live in rural West Africa. Without this birthing center, these women and girls will probably have to walk 20 miles to the nearest hospital. Most of them will not make it, and they'll deliver their baby alone along a mud road somewhere out in the country. As you think about that, And think about yourself being involved in that. Some of you want to offer support and encouragement to anyone who's going to get involved in this. You know that ministry is difficult, and God often uses you to strengthen those who are losing heart, to give them a word, to refresh them, and lift them up right at the moment they're thinking they can't do it anymore. If that's usually how God uses you, circle D. Some of you have no doubt that God will let this birthing center happen. Even though we don't have the land for it, We don't have the money raised for it. There's no staff for it. We don't even have permission from the West African government to do it. You know that none of that matters. If God is willing, there is no obstacle that can stop him. If you're usually the voice in a ministry that says that sort of thing, circle E. Some of you know this project's going to need a point person. And you know I can assemble a team to do this thing, and I can motivate them to do their best. If that's likely to be you, circle E. And some of you from the time we started this illustration can only think of those lonely and forgotten girls. Pregnant, poor, unsupported. But you might be able to offer them some comfort. If that's your way of thinking, that's the type of people you're normally drawn to and and the thing you normally do, then circle K. Some of you are especially quiet right now. Because you know that when you try to do a ministry that has compassion or generosity, sometimes it attracts people who try to steal from it. Sometimes it attracts people who try to leech off of it or game the system. Other times, compassionate ministry will attract people who mean well, but they just don't have the character or maturity to see it through. And you're usually the person who sees that first. You notice phoniness or half-baked character before others. You feel like a downer sometimes, but more often than not, people come back to you later and say, I wish we'd listened to you about that person. They just weren't ready yet and you tried to point that out. If that's usually you, circle Q. Others of you would never want to brag about this, but you know that there is a distinct possibility that at some point you may be praying for one of these injured or dying girls and they'll be healed because that's happened through you before. If that is you, circle T. Others of you know West Africa can be a dangerous place. The weather can be dangerous. The diseases can be dangerous. The political situation can be unstable. And repeatedly in the past, God has used you in your prayers to avert disasters. It's, it, it has happened that way. And if that's you, circle V. So now about two-thirds of you have circled at least one thing and you are a step closer to knowing who God made you to be in his kingdom. Here they are. D is a gift of encouragement. E, faith. J, leadership. K, mercy. Q, discernment. T, healing. V, miracles. Let's do one more exercise. Uh, Lakeland Camp actually is a real thing. It exists. It's uh, the camp we invite the whole congregation to. A great retreat for our entire congregation happens every year in August. This is also true. If Lakeland Camp gets too much bigger, we're going to have to have Lakeland Camp 2. So now let's go into imagining mode. Let's say we're already there. We've already, it's already gotten big enough. We, we need Lakeland Camp 2 because we ran out of beds. So now twice the fun, uh, but a whole second team needed to run it. Some of you are thinking right now, well, the first thing we're going to need is an orderly sign up system. How are we going to sort 300 or more people into two different camps, make sure they're signed up, paid, they're into the cabins, the right activities? But you also know, I could make that plan. I'm not intimidated by that type of thing. Give me an afternoon with a yellow notepad, and I'll have it down. That's you, circle A. Let's say the theme for this year requires us to build a tree house at the camp, but it has to be a full-size tree house and large enough for adults to go into it. And some are laughing, but some are thinking, I could build a cool treehouse. I have the tools. If that's you, circle B. As of you, there are you know there's a lot of artwork to be done. There's gonna be various materials, there's gonna be musicians to create songs for our treehouse band. Um, There's going to be maybe dramas and that sort of thing. Do you express your faith artistically? I didn't ask if you were artistic. That is a little different. Do you express your faith artistically? If If that's how you do it, circle C. And some of you have sat here the whole time thinking, all these are good ideas. I'd be happy to do a part of anything that you've been talking about. Just give me some sort of behind the scenes routine role. I know when you build a tree house that you run out of screws and you break a bit and somebody's got to run to Home Depot. Let me go do that. And the guy who knows how to work the screw gun, stay at it. I can do that sort of thing. I am your utility player. If that's likely to be you, circle G. And some of you are already ready to get going and you're saying, I know you're going to have big planning meetings for this thing, so uh, have them at my house. I will lay out a spread for everyone. I will get the whole thing polished up. It will be fun. It will be fun if you do it at my house. And if you need greeters or a welcoming committee at the camp, that's what you're going to sign me up for. If that's you, circle H. And some of you know you don't need to sign up for darn thing because everybody here is going to come running to you when it all starts to fall apart. (laughs) They're going to come to you with their personal problems and their interpersonal problems and all their problems, and you're going to help them with just a little dose of common sense. It surprises you sometimes how riled up, capable, and intelligent people get because they lack just a little bit of common sense. If that's you in ministry, circle S, And now you're one step closer to knowing who God made you to be in his kingdom. A, administration, actually mentioned in scripture, as all these gifts are that we're listing today. B, craftsmanship. C, creative communications. G, helps. H, hospitality. And S, the gift of wisdom. Now, there's going to be some of you that don't have anything circled right now, and and do not be alarmed. There's a lot of really good reasons for that. One is I did not cover all of the spiritual gifts, even that are on this test that the church most frequently uses here. I just don't have time. But also, no test can describe what an infinite God does with, you know, billions of people. So there's spiritual gifts that don't occur on any test anywhere, so you're not going to get to circle anything. But God has gifted you another good reason you may not circle anything is because you're not a follower of jesus christ so as we talk about all these fun things to do in a church you're thinking i don't want to do any of that i just came to see if i was you know could buy this sort of thing so that's fine that's fine if you have not asked the holy spirit to dwell in your heart you probably don't have a spiritual gift but you probably want to know that the spirit does those sorts of things it tells you a little bit about the journey you may be headed into Others of you, I have framed the gift in a way that did not resonate with you. I only asked one question about each gift. And if I use certain words that turned you off or certain illustrations that didn't express it the way you normally participate, then you didn't circle it. But you may actually have that gift. I just described it, well, probably like I would do it not like you would do it. So what you just need is a longer test that that, that takes each gift and goes at it about five or six different ways. So you can go, oh, yeah, yeah, that is me. That is me. Today, we're just starting on this journey of discovery of who God made you to be and the mission and the way you can serve His mission. And the way you can serve uh, that will bring you energy instead of steal it from you because you were made for it. In a way that builds up your confidence instead of saps your confidence. In a way you'll actually enjoy instead of dread. In a way that would actually help the church, and you'd make a contribution that's meaningful. That's the type of serving you were made for. That's why you came to church. So I want you to keep this card because of the reverse side. And there's some fun homework, woo! I think it really is fun. Um, The first set of directions there will help you take our spiritual gift assessment. You go on the Lakeland website, right on the front page, you can take the long test. Long test takes about 30 minutes. Questions all about you. And at the end, it will give you a a spiritual gift or a small list of spiritual gifts that God may be giving you based on the questions you have answered. It's a lot like what we just got done doing, but more about you. Now, why would you want to do that? Because the next set of directions tells you how to go on Lakeland Connect, which is our online community for the church. And you can go to your profile and you can enter the spiritual gifts that you have. You can also enter passions that you have, also, skills and talents you've developed through work and play through your life. Also, your personal style. Now, why would you want to do that? Enter into your profile and have gifts and passions and skills. Because then you can play e harmony with our ministries here in the church. And the next direction tells you how with a few clicks, after you fill in your profile, you can see all the ministries in the church that are looking for people that have the spiritual gifts and talents and style that you have and you can see percent match. It'll say like you're 100% match to sing in the band, and you, you're a two percent match to whatever. For our test, anything with about a 20% or higher, it's probably something you ought to look into. If it's getting below 20, maybe a disaster waiting to happen. But um, 20 or higher is is a, is a good match because of, there's so much input on there. Once you see those ministries that are matched to you, then you can click on them and read about them. Like, so you're, you're secretly looking. And if you see one that you really like, you can click apply. Now, apply doesn't mean sign me up. Uh, apply means somebody contact me. I am really curious about this one. If someone will call and say, hey, would you like a tour? Just like we did last week. Would you like to come in and see more about it and what we do? And then at the end of that tour, you can decide like, yeah, that's for me. Or no, I think I'm gonna go down to my next match on the list. And this is a way we can explore a, 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 a way of serving that matches who God has made you to be with the mission he has made you for. And the last set of directions there is how to sign up for a class we have that's going to start in April. It'll be three times during first service. It's called Discovering Your Spiritual Gifts. And it's a great class because you get to explore these gifts. You get to hear definitions of them. I wonder if some of you who circled some of those words like wonder what it means. The class would help with that. It'll also help you identify your passion. It'll help you identify your personal style, which is as important as all of this. Like, how do you work? Two people can love the same thing and go about it totally different ways. So how do you do it? It's a great, great class of all about our favorite topic, ourselves. So um, sign up. Sign up for that. And, and, and these directions show you how to do that. This is how the power of the Holy Spirit is unleashed into the church through you, through what He has already given you. Because these spiritual gifts are like seeds God has planted inside you, but only by exercising them and bringing them into the light do you water them, and they begin to grow. And, and, And who you are becomes bigger. And when the whole church comes together, no one on the sidelines, no one on the bench, and everyone's using the gifts of the Holy Spirit that the Spirit has given, there is nothing that cannot be accomplished everything is possible. And when the world sees that work of the church, they say that has to be the power of God. And they are right. We bring glory to God when we use our gifts. That's why serving is also an act of worship. So I commend all that to you, that we all explore who God has made us to be and then take first steps into doing what God made us to do. Amen we have a celebration Jesus has given us to celebrate and remember all these things. It is the Lord's table, if our servers want to be ready. We tear off a piece of bread because Jesus said, this is my body broken for you. And then we dip it in the chalice, because he said, this cup is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Come to me. And then when we take that into ourselves, Jesus says, you remember my death until I eat and drink this meal again with you in the kingdom. So this meal is a reminder of the presence of Christ until he returns for his kingdom. Scripture also says he's left us another reminder, his Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God that dwell inside us, the same Spirit who's given us all these gifts. This is a reminder of Christ's reign also, and that he prepares us to serve the kingdom. So even what we're doing today is a remembrance of Christ and a looking forward to eternal life. So this meal is many things. Receiving forgiveness looking forward to eternal life, recognizing the power of the Spirit in us. And the fact that we take it all together reminds us of the church, that he's brought us all together to do this and to celebrate this all together and to go out and serve one another with the gifts he himself has given us. So This is a great celebration. You tear off a piece of bread, you dip it in the chalice. The cup holder says, the peace of the Lord be with you. And if you like, you can say, and also with you. When you take it into yourself, you receive all of these, all of these blessings. There's a circle tables at the edges. If you want, you can kneel and pray about anything you would like. We also have a prayer team at the back in this circle. Always there, even now, praying for us. But after service, you can slip in there and they'll pray with you, pray for you, in any way that you wish. So let us pray now and then we'll come forward and receive uh, this table of celebration. Father, we thank you for your Son, for his sacrifice remembered in this meal. We thank you for his presence remembered in this meal. We thank you for the expectation of his return also remembered. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who reminds us and empowers us. We have much to celebrate. It is in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let us stand and receive the benediction. If I've not gotten to meet you before, I would love to do that. We have a 10-minute coffee with pastor. It's right out those doors, kind of this way, and um, coffee and donuts, and I'd love to meet you if I've not gotten to do that before. I want to leave you with this blessing from uh, an Old Testament prayer, uh, but which I'm going to change from first person to second person so that it will work as a blessing. For he created you in your inmost being. You were knit together in your mother's womb. We praise him because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And his works are wonderful. We know that full well. Your frame was not hidden from him. When you were made in the secret place, when you were woven together in the depths of the earth, his eyes saw your unformed body. All the days ordained for you, were written in his book before one of them came to be. How precious are his thoughts to us, the thoughts of God. Amen. Go forth in peace.